0: The amount of crime that we have is real. The amount that you see is real. But is it anything special that has not been occurring before? Is it something special that's new today? Is any of this new? The answer is, of course, no. And it it is hard for us, especially when you are out there and loved one of yours is harmed by a criminal. How, whatever that criminal may be, one that was released on bail or just a new criminal that was never, never in the system at all. It seems it's bad. And that is understood. We understand that. But in order to solve any problems that we have, if you want to solve a problem, you must know exactly what the genesis of that problem is. What caused the problem? What started the problem? And what we have, folks, is uh, the uh, uh, we have a media that has allowed one particular party to set a narrative to go out and tell you that the reason why they are getting that you are seeing all these killings is that two hundred people were released on the streets of Houston because of bad Democratic judges who just went ahead and gave them bail. And you know, last Friday, or rather last Wednesday, I think it was, I brought in Juanita Jackson, who went ahead, and she gave the story as to why this was occurring, why you had people let out on bail, and somehow they went ahead and commit another crime. We understood that, the judges' hands, if they 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 had to follow the law, it was tied. These are all judges that were sued in twenty eight. They were sued, resolved in twenty eighteen. They were they were acting unconstitutionally, so says the federal government, right? And in doing so, these judges were responsible to give bail. They give a high bail at times, a bail that fit the crime, but it's a DA's responsibility. In our case, Kim Odd's responsibility to take to the judges the justification as required by the Constitution and the laws passed in Austin to decide what, what was the what bail to charge, right? Based on the severity of the crime, given the evidence that one has, given the likelihood of conviction. Now These judges could give whatever bail they wanted, supposedly some people believe, but it wasn't so. It couldn't be so severe that it didn't match the actual crime. So, one would think, uh, let's go ahead and think for one second what this actually means. Uh, Bail companies want to make money. Bail companies say, "Uh, wait a minute, if you put bails too high... Or if you deny bail, or if you pass laws that are going to do prevent us from being able to write bail. Because remember, if you had in the days that you had ten percent bail, if you got a hundred thousand dollar written for uh, uh, you know for a crime, and you had to pay a hundred thousand dollars on bail, uh, the bonds company would say, "Okay, ten percent. That will be ten thousand dollars. You give the bail bond company, and guess what ha- happens after that? That money is theirs. You don't get it back." That is what you pay so that the bail bond folks would put up the money. Now, what did bail bonds company do after that? It's like, okay, people can't afford that money anymore, but people are still committing crimes and they want to make money. So what are they going to do? They're going to say, okay, you don't have to give 10% anymore. Um, now it's going to be 5%. Now it's going to be 2% or whatever it's going to be. But it's it's going to be some amount of money that allows the bail bonds companies to make money and where who passes the laws that allow these things to occur again Uh let me think for a second let me think for a second oh that happens in austin so you tie the judge's hands and after you tie and and, and you after you tie the judge's hands they are responsible for doing this i want to make one make sure i don't have on my screen the 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 um the telephone uh, lists, folks so I just want you guys to know I don't have the phone screen on on my screen but anyhow so here's the deal folks okay uh, I have a guest today that is going to discuss this and uh, that is going to discuss this in detail and folks I don't have the telephone on my screen the telephone list is not on my screen right now anyhow so we have a guest that's coming in Gina Kalani let's go ahead and bring Gina Kalani onto the air Gina, are you there? Let's bring Gina on to the air. And by the way, I don't have the screen; my screen does not show the uh, the information. Just to let you guys know. Okay, let's go ahead and get Gina on the line because I want Gina to express what what she found out. Gina, are you there yet? Yes,
1: I'm here.
0: Okay, great, Gina. Uh, I was uh, a lawyer called or, or sent me a text early this morning. And she saw some TikToks that you did explaining uh, this real bond issue in detail. So what I'm going to ask you is pretty simple. Uh, what we see the news media calling out as crimes created by judges that release these uh, these potential criminals on the street. Is that real or is that not real? No, it's, it's, it's
1: not real. And the, the messages that they're sending out, there's, several different ones, I researched those specific cases that they're using as ads, and the information that they're presenting is false. Like, there's one instance where a person was murdered in 2020, and the son said that the uh, guy that murdered the woman had been arrested 67 times. And so I thought, whoa, that's crazy. What happened? And so I went and I researched this guy's record. And the majority of his record, I I looked specifically for assault charges Mm -hmm. or anything of violent crime. But from 2006 is when he had his first arrest here in Harris County. 2006 to 2011, he had 40 arrests. Those arrests were all like possession of marijuana or trespassing. He has his first assault case in 2011. He goes before a Republican judge and sees Republican judges for the additional five assault cases. Up until 2017 right Mm -hmm. and each time that he goes before a republican judge they issue bail because that is in his constitutional right. there are only four reasons why you can't be issued uh bail or you you can't be held in jail for longer than 90 days that's just in the constitution that has nothing to do with a republican judge or a democrat judge but for this particular individual the last uh, charge That he was charged with mm-hmm. was he was allegedly stealing some Oreos and some Doritos. And when he was arrested for this alleged theft of food, the arresting officer said that he was assaulted. Now, that case was dismissed. But while it was still going on, the Democratic judge issued him bail as per his constitution, right, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Democratic judge said, let's get this guy some help because he had some mental health needs that were not being addressed. So he was sent to the Harris County psychiatric facility for 90 days. They held him for like another six months. And then because COVID hit, this facility sent them to this Hope Assisted Living Facility. Mm -hmm. And because it's assisted, he was able to go about on his own volition. Right, and that's when he got out, and the tragedy occurred. But it has nothing to do with a Democratic judge or a Republican judge. It has to do with our Constitution, and these messages that are going out are, you know, they're they're false, and they're they're creating this sense of urgency, like, oh, I don't want to, you know, violent crime. I don't want this to happen, but that's not what's happening. There's another one that I just saw. There's and these. These are even more heart-stricken, I think, because it's a child. And there's a child, a little girl, and it says, vote for Republican judges, be my voice. And so I looked this one up, right? And so this one is an instance where there was a man that was going to the ATM machine, and he was robbed at gunpoint. After the robber takes off, the individual that was robbed gets out of the car and charges after him with his own gun and starts shooting at him. And the robber turns around, shoots one shot, and then takes off. And as the victim of the robbery continues to shoot, there is an innocent bystander family that's just driving down the road, and the little girl is shot from the guy that was just robbed. Right. And so this individual was uh, charged with the second degree uh, assault and you know bodily injury. But he went before the uh and he got a hundred thousand dollar bond. He had no prior, previous violent crimes, right? Committed. Mm-hmm. So he gets out on bond, and then he goes before the grand jury. Mm-hmm. The grand jury does not indict him. They issued a no bill. They said he was he was acting in self defense. So that again has nothing to do with a Democratic judge.
0: But not only that, it the person do- who the person who shot the kid. Was actually uh, somebody not committed a crime, but trying to shoot the criminal? Correct. Right. Correct. So I mean, and we have. Go ahead, Gina. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. Well, you know, we just passed open carry, so legally, this guy can just walk around anywhere with you know his gun and shoot whatever. And so, I think if we didn't have open carry, then perhaps that that grand jury might have not had that. Ruling. They might have said, "No, this isn't self defense. You can't just go shooting out in you know public after people. This isn't the Wild West. We're in 2022, you know." But our state legislature, which is Republican majority, decided that we should have the Wild West here in Texas.
0: You know what is interesting, Gina, is, and and I, and I think this is very important what you brought out here. It's the open carry laws. It's the laws that says anybody eighteen years or older can just go get a gun if they don't supposedly don't have a record or whatever. So I mean, if we really wanted to start assigning blame, we can say if you have more guns, more people gonna feel a necessity to use it here is this this guy think he's a good Samaritan, so a, a robber gets off and he doesn't he doesn't have any training, so he goes ahead and he starts shooting at the robber. Uh, he, he misses. He kills an innocent kid. And then we have those politicians making commercials about, hey, look at what the Democratic judge did, which wasn't true. And, right. and, and the worst part about all of this, um, Gina, is that we have a derelict media that has allowed these ads to go unchallenged over and over and over again what the hell is the reason for having a media the fourth estate if they're not gonna make our people more aware make our people more knowledgeable don't you agree
1: oh I totally agree I mean that goes back to the 90s where we took away the truth and media act you know right and that was where we we were able to say, no, you can't just say whatever. But then we took that away. So you've got the Fox, in quote, news that just spears out, you know, misinformation. But then the owners of Fox have also bought other media stations. And so now it's just trickling on over and no one is giving the real information.
0: But even even that, Gina, even that, I mean, I I think you're being very kind to even our local stations, right? Because um, my thing is, this is a big deal. I mean, uh, this is a big deal. This changes policies. I mean, we're we talking about uh, folks that, are, that can actually, and I'm not talking about the judges here, I'm talking about the politicians. We have a big election coming out tomorrow. And anybody going to the polls tomorrow, they may feel that uh, this other party is better on crime. But that is almost like saying, I commit a murder, and then I go ahead and say, hey, we shouldn't be committing murders. So I'm since I am the one who committed this murder, I'll take control of the government, now so mur- murders wouldn't be committed anyway. But there's no real way to 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 to, to deal with that. Uh, how can we have a media, rather not how we have a media that doesn't keep the people informed? And you went ahead and in your with your page, with your TikToks, with your information, you've done so much more than a paid media. Why is that? <laughs>
1: Uh, probably because I care. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you're you're right. And I, it's unfortunate, but I think it has to do with any time that we question something that doesn't make sense, it comes down to a five-letter word, and it's money. You know, the same reason why the current Harris County judge race, and I mean the county judge of the commissioner's court, right, which is the executive level right. position, why this has been such a heated race, and they're talking about crime as well is because of money, because the county gets to award tons and tons of contracts to anybody that's going to build a road, they're going to build a building, any county service, all of that is money. It's a billion-dollar budget. And so you've got this other woman that's running against uh, Judge Hidalgo and saying all these like horrible things about Judge Hidalgo because... She's being backed by over five million dollars. Oh, uh, let me. I'm sorry. I'm rate. sorry,
0: Gina. 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 You know, I believe. You know, I'm, as a as a activist journalist here, I have to be correct. Now, you you heard. You're, you're a little few. You're a few days behind. Her last report said eight point three million dollars, of which three point seven million dollars was raised in one month last month. Wow. So wow.
2: Uh, so yeah. I mean,
0: uh, and and like, like I asked our audience uh, last week, I said. Who does she owe her alliance to? Who do her do mm-hmm. she own her allegiance to? If if you've gotten $8.3 million from four or five different people, including Mattress Max, who gave her $600,000, he and his wife gave her $600,000, a couple of right-wing nationalist groups gave her $100,000 mm-hmm. each. What is all of that about?
1: Well, I know part of it. Some of the builders, like Weekly Homes is one of the the big donors also, you know, when they create these different buildings and infrastructure, Mm -hmm. they're going to want to go against some of the codes.
0: They don't want to have
1: these strict codes. And so if you have individuals that give a ton of money to someone that gets to award contracts, but then also say, you know what, we don't need that code. It's okay. It's all right if the building will crush in another Harvey. That's all right. We'll we'll just go ahead and build it anyways. That's what you've got here, and it's 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 really bad.
0: And you know what is so interesting, Gina? Even under previous commissioners, et cetera. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, how long you've been in Houston, but I remember when you know the Barker Cypress uh, Reservoir was actually built to hold water, not to hold buildings. And then suddenly, I started right. to see buildings showing up in these areas because oh, somehow they got permitted. I mean, uh, this is what we're talking about. And, and Texans are going to vote tomorrow in mass. And these are things that they don't quite know because, like I talk about, the dereliction of our mainstream media. That's why we have a KPFT politics done right, et cetera, so that we can make others aware of what's really going on and not a purchase mainstream media that doesn't give you any real news. You follow?
1: Absolutely. That's why I started my podcast Politically Fit, because I'm a former Texas state representative. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to give people kind of an inside scoop of what really happens behind the doors of power and how they can use their voice even when they're not in that room. And so that's something I'm trying to do. That's why I went over to TikTok, because people were telling me, like, that's where the people are. And I'll tell you what, that's where the people are. And they're actually they're watching and they're saying oh my gosh they so many people commented on some of my tiktoks about those judicial races and saying thank you for doing this research because they were going to go vote for republicans gina voters. let me let me they stop really you for a second because
0: i you know uh, when uh, today we had a difficult start here you know this is a all all our, our station this is a completely run by volunteers folks so give me a chance right here folks give us a call at 713-526-5738 if you want to add to this discussion 713 713- 526 573 we are speaking to uh, former Texas state representative uh, Gina Kalani. Gina, I I'm sorry I didn't give you the proper introduction in the beginning again because again we were we had a we had a rather difficult start. So please tell the audience who you are so that they understand what we're talking about here.
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, my name is Gina Kalani and I'm a former Texas state representative for House District 132 which prior to redistricting, which is a fun topic, uh, covered part of West Houston, uh, Cyprus, and Katy. And I won my seat in 2018 by 113 votes out of over 67,000 cast. That right there to all the listeners should know, go vote. Exactly. <laughs> Your vote matters so much. And... So I, I won in 2018 and I uh, did not win my re-election in 2020. There's numerous different reasons and theories on that as far as uh, things go. Part of it had to do with COVID. We weren't able to knock on doors right. like we were in 2018. And uh, so it's just, you know, it's unfortunate, but I'm still trying to use my voice to help educate others. That's why I created the podcast, Politically Fit. Tell us about your podcast.
0: Like, tell us about your podcast and how people can get to it. Because I tell you what. A lawyer uh, turned me on to your your TikTok that I imagine you you cross post your podcast as well. And when I when I sat down and listened to the podcast, I'm like, I've got to have you on the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, the, the podcast is politically fit. You can find it everywhere that you go to get a podcast. It's available. It's, uh, you can go to the website politicallyfit.com. And so basically, I I go through different like, – because right now I'm talking specifically about this election and these, these fines because I think it's so important that we talk about it because there's so much misinformation that's happening. But I also talk about different things that they don't teach in school because they don't want you to know how right. to be civically engaged. They want you to be head in the sand. They want – everyone to think oh it doesn't matter like my voice doesn't matter or it's or people are feeling i don't care about politics because you know i just don't care and that's i hear a lot of people say that to me and i say well you know what every single day politics cares about you exactly. from the moment that you get out of bed and it's and I was talking to my my youngest son yesterday, and he said to me, "Well, I don't want to be like really politically active when I'm older." And I said, "Well, just make sure that you're voting." And he goes, "Why? Well, I, I don't care about politics that much." And I said, "Well, politics cares about you." I said, "In this house, politics is happening." I said, "Even if I wasn't here, it's right. happening." The light, our electric grid, right? That's po- that's political.
0: I am the, so the glad.
1: That are set,
0: <laughs> Gina. I'm so glad that you're saying that because I think. Uh, first and foremost, people need to get up and vote tomorrow. And again, uh, those there, there are a lot of people that are voting on the, on the judge issue based on a lie. And uh, Gina is, you know, squaring, square, or, or, or squaring the square right here. I don't remember the phrase that people use. And I, I hope you're, do you remember what it is? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. The mind is fried sometimes, you know. But anyhow, here here's the deal, folks. Tomorrow is election day. And a lot of you probably have already voted on false premises. But that doesn't mean that you cannot contact your neighbor, your friend, your family, and others with the, with the learned information that we've gotten here from Gina Kalani. Because it is former representative, former Texas State Representative, Gina Kalani. She knows her stuff. I brought in uh, Juanita Jackson last week who knew her stuff we have to not allow a plutocracy that con- that owns our media to allow the crap that they tell you day in and day, day out to cause you to vote against your own interest. And if you are voting for any politician that have lied to you as they are trying to get elected, especially a judge, if that judge is lying to get on the bench, that judge will lie to stay on the bench and that judge will not give justice for the individual, but justice for what the mob they've created wants. Gina.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's so important, these judicial races, I know that that's something, A, go vote, B, do not be an undervoter. An undervoter is someone that goes in and says, well, I know I'm going to vote for the governor, I know I'm going to vote for the lieutenant governor, maybe my congressperson, but I don't know any of these other names, so I don't know what to do and they get nervous they get anxiety and they just go and submit and just leave them off well what happens with that situation like in 2020 uh president biden won my district mm-hmm. and i lost by the 3,000 undervote of people that didn't go down ballot they right. just voted for the top and they didn't go down and i'll tell you why that happened which I'm sure you know, but maybe some listeners don't. Uh in twenty eighteen, that was the last year that we had straight ticket voting here right. in Texas. And we had that for a reason, because Republicans knew that Democrats would not go down ballot. Because there's a saying, uh, Republicans fall in line. Democrats have to fall in love. So Democrats, we haven't we, we have a lot of work to do where we've got to say, Hey, even if you don't think that's the best candidate you still need to go vote for them. Because this is not a its not a marriage. You know, this isn't a life sentence. You know, if you didn't like what they did for the, these two years, the next time go vote for someone else. But you still need to vote. And it's good to identify with a party. You don't have to identify with every single issue that the party says. But you can say that, you know what, for most of these issues, I'm going to go ahead and vote this time. And I can tell you, as far as these judicial candidates are concerned, this is a very serious situation because you have people saying, like, well, why were they out on bond? And like I said, it's their constitutional right. But if, if they don't have any of those contingency reasons as to why they can't be let out, then you are innocent until proven guilty or you are innocent unless proven guilty. Right. So let's say you are charged with a crime that you did not commit. Don't you want to be able to wait for your time of trial before that happens in your own like life and be able to go to work and go see your family? Or do you want to sit in a jail cell until the time that you get to prove that it wasn't you? You didn't commit the crime. Exactly. So that's why we have these constitutional rights. But I'll tell you what, if the if it keeps going the way it's going, if you want to vote for Republican judges and you want to vote for a G, like continue a GOP majority here in Texas, you can guarantee that they're going to take away your right to uh, bail. And that's guarantee there'll be an amendment on that.
0: You know, that is so important to note, Gina. Yesterday, I went to I went to uh, interview a whole group. Of, I, I, I was very happy because the Humble Area Democrats, along with clubs in action, uh, I, I went out there because I heard they were going to be out there and I wanted to see poli- politics in action, right? And it was amazing to see that many people a few days before an election out there block walking because they understood. And I, I did individual interviews with these folks. And you had a, a woman and her an 18-year-old daughter, first time voting. And what she said immediately was, you know what? Uh, we have to. We have to go vote because democracy is on the line. This is an 18-year-old saying, saying this, right? And she's like, I want to have rights to my own body. I don't want some man telling me what to do. And as such, I know who I cannot vote for, and I know who I must vote for. And, you know, for those, there are a lot of people that are apathetic right now. They're staying home because they said, we didn't get all the things we want. Well, if you understand politics, you realize that you can't get it because there's always obstructionists, not only on one side, but many a times on both sides. The thing about it is we have to take the power away from them. After, after we're done speaking here, I have an uh, entire other narrative to explain to folks about why why their vote is so important uh Gina but like i said when i reviewed your your not your podcast but you had some stuff that you put in on your podcast on your tiktok and i squ- i query tiktok and all these different social medias all the times because there are a lot of people very smart people like you are uh, out there doing the research that really I tell you something, Gina, this is important. I am a um, member of a, a group called the Coffee Party, and it's not the opposite of the Tea Party. What it is, is a, it's an inclusive organization that wants people of all political persuasions to work together. And we finally decided to create a project called Be the Media. And the reason we created that project is for exactly why you did what you did. We have a derelict media that is not putting out the information to have people vote their interests to have people vote as they should. Go ahead, Gina.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's it's so important because I think the the reality is is that people they don't they are apathetic. They believe what's told because you know you're going to believe if it's in print because everyone they question like well, well they can't say it. if it isn't true it's like of course they can say it they can say whatever they want mm-hmm. and and it's like in order to get it to be taken down or whatever, I can give you an example. In 2020, they wrote, they uh, ran a political ad against me and it was like a really scary ad and it was like dark and, and Gina Kalani and, and just really bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they had said something about me that was in, just completely untrue. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out why they had said this. And I looked it up and I figured it out. And then once I knew what it was, because they had to put like, oh, it's this on their media disclaimer. Then we filed a cease and desist and we were able to get that taken down. However, it was already out there.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So and and I had to get a lawyer to do this. Right. And I can tell you right now the difference between this Harris County judge race. I'm talking about, again, the commissioner's court, not mm-hmm. not the judicial races. But uh, the difference in money is obscene. In 2018, I probably raised less than a $100,000. And most of that money came in the very end, Mm -hmm. right? Because they ran a poll, and they were able to see, oh, you know what, if we get the word out, then we could maybe flip this seat. And Mm -hmm. so that's what happened. In 2020, I had less than a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, you got to look at the race, I'm an incumbent. And, you know, so people are like, oh, she's probably gonna, you know, win, we got to hold this seat, blah, blah, whatever. The guy that ran against me had, like, almost $3 million. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And that's money that we know about. There's other money, like, that doesn't show up on his campaign report, right? Because Mm -hmm. people can run ads for, so, like, different PACs, political action committees, they can run an ad. And it could be like for Gina Kalani. It could be like, you know, Gina Kalani is the best person ever. Go vote for her. And they could run this ad all day long and they could spend like five million dollars on it. And I wouldn't have to put it on my campaign finance report because I don't know about it. They're doing it on their own. Right. So and that's what happens. I mean, this this is such an important race. And I really want to encourage all of your listeners to make a phone call today to 10 different people and ask them to go vote if they know that they haven't. There's so many people that are like, oh, I don't know. I I talked to my, my coworkers up here, and I'm just like, what? You haven't voted yet? Like, no, I'm going to go vote tomorrow. And I know that that's what happens a lot with the election year, you know, that people like to vote on election day. Right. And I used to be an election day only voter, too, except the first time when I was on the ballot, I thought, wait a minute. If I get into a car accident or something, I'm go. in the hospital and exactly. I don't go vote. What if I lost my race by one vote and it was mine? It was your own vote.
0: (laughs) Well, look, let me go
1: ahead. I was going to say, I mean, now it's past the early voting time, but but go vote early. And by law, you have two hours. You have two hours by law to go vote. Right. Okay. So if your employer says, you know, no, we need you here. You say, well, I've really got to go vote. And the polls will be open until 7 p.m. And if you get there and there's a line, you stay in line. Don't get out of line
0: because even if it passed 7 p.m., as long as you're in that line by 7, vote. you get to vote. Gina Kalani, former state representative, Texas state representative. Thank you so kindly for calling in. Thank you so kindly for being a part of uh, Politics Done Right.
1: Thank you so much. I really
0: appreciate it. Y'all yeah. go vote. We're We are, we are we're still pushing that. But anyhow, thank you very much, Gina. All right. Let's go ahead and get Richard on the line. Uh, Richard, come on in. I think you're going to be on in two seconds. You're on, Richard.
2: Yeah, thank you. That was some very interesting conversation you had with her. And she brought up some very interesting points. Um, I'm going to tell you or give you my opinion of why the voting situation is the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's not an accident that we have apathetic in this state and across this nation, mm-hmm. either during midterm or even the 19th the main presidential election, even though they're both up considerably. But uh, the reason there's apathy and, like you said earlier, like we were talking about earlier, voters voting against their own best interests, this isn't an accident. Now, let me give you some of my background real quick and tell you why how I'm making this point. I grew up around politics. My great-great-aunt was instrumental in getting the 19th Amendment passed. Her name was Minnie Fisher Cunningham. Mm-hmm. She was the first lady to ever run for United States Senate in Texas. She was part of FDR's administration. She was at John F. Kennedy's inauguration on an invitee from him in 1961. So growing up as a kid, I'm 66 years old, I listened to my family always talking about politics. She knew John F. Kennedy personally. She knew Johnson personally. So growing up, we've always, as kids, listened to the grown-ups talk about politics and here's my point even though i learned politics from my family listening to them talk i learned more about politics in my civics class in high school thank
0: you thank you thank you i know where you're going continue
2: it does not exist now right and it exists not a coincidence they don't want people smart voters they don't want people even voting now like i said this isn't an accident this is William J. Bennett, the Secretary of Education under Reagan, who abolished it, refused to fund the civics class in high schools because they thought it was teaching people how to be Democrats. No, it was teaching them. The, 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 it was teaching them civics.
0: Well, well, you know. Them, I think he ahead. actually had a phrase that he said. He doesn't want everybody to vote. He just wants the right people to vote. Something to that effect, he and uh, the guy that died with a brain tumor had to say. I don't remember exactly who it was. But you're absolutely right, Richard, about that. But continue, please.
2: Well, I'll give you another thing he said that will make you want to vomit on your shoes. He said if you want, and I'm going to paraphrase this. I don't remember word for word. Even though I have it written down, I'm driving so I can't recover right, from right. my phone right. But he said if you want to do something about violence... And our crime in the United States abort all male babies.
0: Yeah, I yeah I, I, I remember that.
2: Or words to that effect. You know, kill them as soon as they're born, or something like that. Well, actually, it and wasn't.
0: You said, you are being kind. It wasn't abort yeah. all male babies. You know what he said? He said abort all black male babies.
2: I thought that's what I said. I'm no, sorry. no, you said spoke. you said yeah. yeah. You said
0: apart all babies and the truth of you know they, they, yeah black, exactly
2: black yeah that's exactly what I thought I was saying black male babies yeah excuse me and uh, that's reprehensible and that's disgusting that somebody would say something like that that's in that position right there. So there's it's no wonder that he took civics out of high school. It's no wonder that people voting now aren't. Um, educated enough to realize how important their vote is. Exactly. You know, and and like I said, I was listening to you and Gina talking, and I thought you were going to go there. This is why people don't vote. They don't think that that their representatives care about them because they haven't been taught early age in civics class that this is how important. This whole concept of this country... The whole foundation depends on people paying attention and voting accordingly. That's the only way it works, That's Yes. The it works. That's the only way
0: work. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right. The only way it's going to work is if we vote. And not only that, When uh, it, it irks, it should irks, irk everyone when somebody says, I don't vote because that guy didn't do necessarily what I wanted that person to do. The reality is they may not do what that person wanted you to do this time around, but again, you have to get into the spirit of voting so that when the right candidate comes along, you can bring them up. It's like, yeah, we are stuck with a lot of, uh, for those who are Democrats, they're stuck with a lot of folks they don't necessarily think are progressive enough. But guess what? That's where who the people put there. If you go to vote, you can get to vote for the people who really have your interests at hand, including in the primaries, can't you? Absolutely. I volunteered the other day, took a bunch
2: of students in Huntsville at Sam Houston to uh-huh. the polls that were living in dorms. They didn't have transportation, took them to vote. Um, uh, there was Hispanic in my in my vehicle that's, that said, he's conservative. I didn't argue with him. I didn't, I mean, I, he wasn't, he said he's not necessarily a Trump supporter, but he couldn't vote for Biden either in 2020. He didn't vote because of COVID anyway. Um, and he was trying to make an argument to why, you know, Biden is, what's he ever done? He's been there for 40 something years. I didn't. I didn't argue with him. I just tried to give him my opinion. But I still took him. I took him to vote. Right. You, and I'm backing up what you're saying. If you get people in the habit of voting, they're not going to vote for a name that they like because it sounds pretty like Joe Smith or uh, a personality. You know, we're hoping this or, or somebody who's handsome or some a woman who's pretty. You think that they're going to do a little research. So voting. You know, I, I hate to say it, even if you're voting Republican. You're, you're, you're at least you're voting. You're taking a part in what this nation is founded
0: on. Right. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. We, we do have to get people back into voting their interests. And I don't know if you remember uh, Thomas Frank, that book, uh, Whatever Happened to Kansas or something like that, he wrote, why these folks continue to vote against their own interests. And, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, I mean, people like to blame our, our brothers and sisters on the right. Or the way they vote. I have a, a different take on that. I think all of us are responsible for bringing all of us into the fold. And what happens too often is that we look down on somebody. Somebody looked down on us, and that creates uh, at that point we're no longer looking at the voting. Voting. We're we're starting to look at personalities. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna own the libs. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. You know, all all this kind of phraseology. Doesn't help neither the Republican pew or the or the Democratic pew or anybody in between. It only helps those fat cats at the top, as you know we've spoken about before. And they love that. They love that we're fighting each other because guess what? I bet any day any day after this election is over, you think it would surprise me if I found both uh, both Oprah Winfrey and and Donald Trump sitting down having dinner together? It wouldn't surprise me at all.
2: <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> The only thing we learn from history in the United States of America is that we refuse to learn anything from history. <laughs> I mean, it, it, now think about it. I mean, that, that's all we learn from history is that we refuse to learn anything from history. Right. So, my, right. my, my, you know, and, and that's not by accident either. You know, the fact that they don't want what they call CRT being taught, that's not thats not some kind of attack on the right. It's simply history. You want to know about individuals. You know, you want to know about Rosa Parks. This is this is learning history. It's not teaching you how to vote Democrat or vote Republican. It's like, okay, here's the facts. Here's what happened in the past. I mean, we use history more than you realize. It's anything from driving to work to building a deck. You know, right. what works, you're going to do it again. Exactly. What does not work, you're going to exclude it. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's that's my whole point. Is the voters are ignorant in that. Well, first of all, they're not voting, so you can't even call them voters. But if if you're gonna be educated voter, you're going to vote your best interest.
0: Right. And and again, people have to learn that. But look, I appreciate your call. Richard, anything you want to say before we close close you out here?
2: No, I'm good. Thanks. So look, thank you.
0: Thank you very much for calling in. Please keep calling in. Keep please please keep listening and please tell other folks about us. We're just back on the air live. Over the last few weeks, again, we've been we've been uh, sort of off air. For, not we've been on the air, but playing recorded uh, shows, new shows, but recorded because again of COVID, and we had to get a new building and all of that. So remind folks that we're back live again. We're back taking calls again. We're back engaging the community. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You have a wonderful day, folks. Thank you so kindly. You have a wonderful day. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, thank you so kindly. I think uh, let me let me let me tell you something, guys. Uh, it's time to vote. Please go out there and and uh, please go out there and vote. Uh, it's very very important. Also, another very important thing is to make sure that we. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, another thing that we have to be sure about is this: don't allow the a, a derelict media to have you vote against your own interest. The, the crime crime is there. It is real. Crime is there and crime is real, but it's no less real or no more real than it was before this election cycle so that we are going crazy over. You know, when I started to see all these stories about crimes, uh, it was upsetting because it seemed to have gotten more traction during the election cycle, which tells me that our media is on the take Our mainstream media is on the take. If you have these crimes occurring, and even if somebody just happened to tell you about these crimes, right, and you don't do any context, and then you allow uh, people to put ads and commercials on your TV that lies about the reasons for these crimes, then it means the media is on the take. The media is taking sides on a particular party. And that's something the mainstream media should not have done. Not only should not have done, but it's dangerous, especially in this case with crimes. Because the real cause of crimes in Houston, in this country, can directly be attributed to Republican policies. This is a scientific statement that I've just made there it isn't a partisan statement it is a scientific statement if you flood the zone with weapons of mass destruction they will be used if you flood the market with guns and have kids 18 years of up to 18 years of age the ability to use them it gets used the examples that we had from Gina Kalani Where a bystander who thought he was going to be somebody's hero killed a kid or shot a kid and was no bill because Texas law says you can open carry and not only can you open carry, but you can use the darn gun. And if you use the darn gun legally, even if you murder somebody or kill somebody, you're okay. No problem. Somebody dead? Who cares? You know that's the state law says you can have a gun. All right, we got William on the line. Come on in, William.
3: So I want to talk about inflation and the way the media is covering it. Yes, and uh, I mean everybody, I mean it's you know following any of this stuff knows that the corporations are making buku bucks. The oil companies are making buku bucks, and. OK, if you if you are uh, you know, a progressive uh, person that goes on a TV show, well, the advertisers are the corporations and the oil companies.
0: Right. So well,
3: they can't they can't whack the, the show they're on because, uh, you know, it, it just so they have to be restrained. You, you, you follow?
0: You are absolutely so they, right. Let me let me let me absolutely do uh, nuts. William, let me put you let me ask you to, to listen to this because our. Our audience need to hear this, and you are the one who brought that up. Very important. Hello. Yes, can you hear me? You are the one. This is very important. Here's what happened, uh, and 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 I want everybody that's listening to hear this: seven one three five two six five seven three eight. This is a very important piece of information here. All the problems with inflation today was caused by neoliberal policies. Of a government system. Let me explain how this works, all right? I'm mean, a corporate system. This is how it works. Early on, we said we wanted to reduce the cost of our manufactured products. So these corporations wanted to make more money. What did they do? They exported our jobs to places like China, Vietnam, Philippines, and these other countries, they exported our jobs. After they exported our jobs, it meant that all these products were manufactured, even if it's for parts for cars or whatever manufactured overseas, they had to be placed on, on ships to come back into America, right? Now, normally, corporations would keep something known as an inventory, an oversupply of these parts, so that even if there's disruption in the supply chain, meaning there, a, a ship sinks or a hurricane stops a ship from coming or there's a strike at a plant, or a plant burned down, it doesn't immediately affect production in the United States because, again, we have a storage for all those parts. But these these criminally thoughtful corporatists, they decided that they're going to do one step further and create something called just-in-time inventory. If I create something called just-in-time inventory, I depend on that ship coming in, just in time for me to use the products on that ship, and that's where we were at. Now a pandemic hits. These corporations—they don't want to pay money to mitigate pandemics, to mitigate all these types of things that can that that causes problem. They don't want to. They don't want to have a lot of money invested in these areas. So a pandemic hits. Shut down in China, shut down in Vietnam, shut down in all these places. Ships are not able to bring products that aren't yet made. So we have a shortage of products in the United States. That is called a supply and demand imbalance. You get a supply and demand imbalance, prices go up. That's the only good, that's the only time prices should really go up when you have a supply imbalance. Okay, so it goes up. The price goes up on these products. Again, whose fault? Was it for those prices to go up? They say the supply chain. True. But who caused the supply chain problem? The corporations who decided to do business in that fashion. And not only the corporations, but the neoliberal politicians, mostly Republicans, but Democrats as well, that allowed that eventuality. Let's go a little bit further now. So we have the supply chain problem for just those issues. There's yet another problem, right? We have the problem that, These guys, they didn't only raise the prices that was caused by supply and demand. They put a premium on top of those prices. So, whereas the inflation rate should be about 4% right now, that's what the supply and demand inflation rate would be. Those corporations added another 4.2% for their bottom line. And who discovered that? Many, there are many. Uh, many professors that have actually done all of this. And here's what happens then. Uh, 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 Katie, Katie Porter interviewed a, on, on had a, at the, in the whole of the Congress, she brought one of these experts in and she said, let's start assigning the inflation rate based on what caused the inflation. There were wages increasing wages that caused inflation. There was also the supply and demand issue that caused inflation. The supply chain, that caused inflation, and all of that added up to about 4%. But the other 4.2% that makes our inflation rate 8.2% is the corporations just saying, I can take your money. And that's what they did. I can take your money, and I will. And whenever we say to the government, the government should intervene, well, you're socialists if you say you're going to bring the government. Did you follow that pathway, William?
3: Yes, uh it's the same. Uh, I got one other point I want to make about uh January 6th and uh that uh Go ahead sir. Yeah. That that mess. Anyway, you know if if you're not from New York, the New York area and, and you're from other places in the country, the first thing we heard about Donald Trump was when he was involved with wrestling,
0: right? Right.
3: And if you look at these people that stormed the Capitol, they're like you know, refugees from, from big time wrestling. Yeah. You know, I mean, how far were they going to go? They, I mean, they wanted to go somewhere, but I mean, in reality, it's like a comedy uh, movie that could be made, but in the meantime, it's so serious that it's absolutely ridiculous. That, the context of the whole thing. It's
0: right. Just, it's, I, I it's amazing. It. Well, William, look, thank you very much for giving us a call. I appreciate that. And we'll continue Please tell everybody about KPFT. We're live again. We are going to, uh, going, going to be on air talking these issues. Very important, folks. I want to, there, there's a piece that I didn't, uh, didn't quite tell, uh, tell you guys, and this part has to do with oil. And this, I, earlier I spoke about the dereliction of our media. And since uh, uh, William just brought up inflation, I think I would be derelict if I didn't tell you this, this part here. And that is about oil. You listen to CNBC and you listen to all the other channels, you will believe that we really had an oil shortage. And there's a reason why you're paying $5 for gasoline or $4 wherever you are in California. Some people are paying $7 for gasoline. That is also a ripoff. That is the biggest thuggery that we have in this country. There was never an oil, a, a oil shortage. In fact, we've all had an oil glut. And, you know, I've been speaking about this from the time uh, from the time of the war. I spoke about that. Rush, the, the, the war is not in Russia. It's in Ukraine. And the, I, the the deal here is Russia still was putting its oil on the market, even though we sanctioned Russia. China says to hell with you guys. We're going to buy that Russian oil at a discount. Uh, India says to hell with you guys. We are going to buy that oil at a discount, which they did which meant there was a lot of other oil from all these other places, both Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, all these other places still had oil on the market. And what it means is that since China and India were taking Russian oil off of the market, it also meant that the rest of the oil on the market should have dropped in price, not raised in price, but dropped in price. We got conned again not only by the oil corporations but by the media. The, it doesn't take rocket science for one to understand that if Russian oil is still on the market there and there isn't a, 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 a there isn't any substantial redu- reduction in the amount of oil that people are buying that somebody's making a killing and guess what guess what we saw? We actually saw when you looked at the balance sheet of these corporations that, in fact, they were making a killing of over 100%. And you want to know what else is uh, is probative? Saudi Arabia decided to take 2 million barrels of oil off the market. And still, the oil prices didn't go through the roof. Guess why? Because, as I said back in June and July... There was always an oil glut. Let's go a little bit further. We are forcing oil. And look, I'm not into oil. You know, I like green energy. But I'm just telling you the mechanics of capitalism run by these oil corporations and how how evil it is. It's taking money out of that woman's pocket, that man's pocket, who's trying to take his kid to, 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 to a ballet dance, to take his kid to soccer, take his kid all these places that now his expenses has gone through the roof because... These oil companies said, I'm going to rip you off legally. I am going to legally take your money. It's better. I mean, it it might as well a a pickpocket come and take the money out of your pocket. No, he'll end up in jail. But the the oil guy? Oh, hell no. He's going to be just fine. Because he's a thief. He's a thief. And he's taking your money. And we just smile and say, inflation.'" You see, they think you're, I don't use these words on here, but they think you're S-T-U-P-I-D. That's what they think of you. And they expect you to vote tomorrow and elect a whole bunch of people that will make it that much worse. Because they are bought and owned more so than even our neoliberals. Bought and owned. So you stay home and not vote. You're going to pay for it. You stay home and not vote correctly. Or you go vote and you don't vote the way your pocketbook says you should vote. You know what happens, brothers and sisters? You pay. You pay. It is very important Howard is looking at his wallet. <laughs> no, but let me tell you something, guys. I am serious as a heart attack. Tomorrow matters. Tomorrow matters. I tell you what, just pass that line on because we do not much time. So just let it go through. Uh, let, let me get the, the line. 281, come on line right now. Throw him, throw him right over. No screening. No, no, I want to hear him. Yeah, go ahead. 281, come on in real quick. You got about a minute. Come on, two eight one. Come on in. What's your name? Mary. Mary, talk to me.
1: Hey, well, um, interesting conversation. Uh, my uh, my partner uh, thinks that inflation is caused uh, most not well, corporations, yes, but uh, that really there's no there's a currency war, homogeny, and that. She says the Federal Reserve is printing money and giving it to international banks, and that's why we have an inflation.
0: I wish you had so called I before, Mary. No, that's not that was No, that's not the reason. I mean, I, I understand all of that about throwing, increasing the money supply and all of that. Right now, increase – yeah, if that were the case, increasing the – increasing the, – uh, the interest rates would have done something. None of that it mattered. But I tell you what, we, we have to close down now, Mary. But I wanted to get, I know. You, get you on I know you're
1: going.
2: <laughs> call call
0: earlier. And, and we'll love to have you and talk more about this. Okay.
2: Okay, baby. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Mary. Anyway, Bye-bye. folks, uh, let me tell you, folks, uh, I, the, the, all our problems, and by the way, this stuff about increasing the interest rates is a fraud because it means that we are paying to ask, we are paying a lot more to ask these plutocrats, please don't charge us so much and the way we do that the way we do that is to say sock it to the middle class sock it to the poor and by doing so the middle class and the poor won't have enough money to buy and then the rich fat cat will have to reduce its prices as opposed to the, uh, us saying hey rich fat cat you don't reduce your price meaning of oil and things that are of necessity guess what we do we nationalize your butt if you if you if you hurt americans Americans will hurt you back. And, you know, the the problem is there's no balance here. There is no balance. And by the way, hurt, I'm not talking, I'm talking about fiscally or financially, folks. There is no, no parity here. It is time for us to take back our country, folks. Remember that. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out.